No! 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 What? Because I was married for two fucking years! You're a cunt, Ryan. You cunt. You're a cunt, Ryan. No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. What's up, everyone? It's a new episode of No Sir, I Don't Like It. I'm Carmen Morales. And today we have a rad as fuck guest, Mr. Matt Kirshen. Thank you. I don't Hi, think buddy. I've been described as rad as fuck before. <laughs> well, you are, dude. No. You're fucking hilarious. Well, thank you. Um, so it's uh, it's great to have you on. Um, it's very nice to be on. We've tried to work this out for a while. It's been yeah. It's been about what a That's year a little, and a half yeah. of back and forward. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad it finally uh, worked out. I'm glad it it took you coming physically to my kitchen. Yeah. Make you. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's the easier you make it for other people, the harder it is for them to say no. It's very That's true. What I've noticed. Um, what's funny is the premise of this podcast is we just talk about shit that you don't like, but you are so English that I think that the only way you would express things that you don't like is in the most passive aggressive manner. Right. Exactly. Just like, <laughs> well, if, uh, if you choose to behave that way, then I suppose. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting it, that you. It's a choice. Hmm, would decide that's an appropriate thing to do in this <laughs> circumstance. <laughs> So dish it out. Try to be as American as possible if you can for the yeah. next hour and tell me shit All right. that bothers you. Number one, immigrants. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> whoa, whoa, too American, too American. <laughs> like Britain doesn't have racism. Oh, right. I mean, again, are they are they polite about it over there? No. No? <laughs> They're very American about their racism. Fair. That's like the one thing they get. Yeah, I think I, I think... I think we sold racism to the world. Yeah, <laughs> you guys started it. There was a there was a time that the sun never set on British racism. <laughs> and then everybody else just kind of was like, oh, okay, but well, we're going to do it a little different mm-hmm. over here. We're going to yeah. take what you did and then jazz it up a little bit. That's, I mean, that's what America does. It's <laughs> just like, let's... Steal from everyone and then, you know, put a Made in America sticker on it. <laughs> exactly. Put a nice, give it a nice hat. Yeah. <laughs> Color it in a bit more brightly. Dazzle it, if you will. Oh, have a few more ad breaks. It's. <laughs> America knows how to do it. Yeah, they do. They're really good at uh, Americanizing everything else that everybody's done. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have you spent much time in other countries? Um, not a lot. I spent like a, two months in Spain. And I've just kind of visited other places to, for stand up, but I've never really, I've never yeah. really done stand up in Europe at all. Oh, we need to, we need to sort that out. Yeah, I'd love to go we need to over get there. You an overseas trip. Yeah, because then, because I guess, and I get, a, I get real insecure about like whether or not they would dig me. To be honest with you, there's always an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Like I now, when I go back to, when I go back to Britain, I find it hard. Like it takes me a few gigs to find my rhythm again. Oh really? Yeah. How do, how do you feel like it's different? Well, firstly, so much of the material I've written in the last few years, because I've lived here full time, is America-centric, or just from the perspective of being a Brit living in America, which mm-hmm. obviously doesn't play there. Right. And then just, and then also there's the sort of going on stage to an audience that doesn't, I'm not exotic, I'm not other in any way when I go on stage in Britain. Yeah. So I've just got to adjust to like... If anything, you're a goddamn traitor, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> so that... When I walk on stage in Britain, they're more like, why is his accent a bit off now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on with this person? But it, it is all from the perspective of... So any of that doesn't work. And then it just... I don't know. It's slightly rhythmically different. It's slightly stylistically different what American comedy and British comedy is. It's it, They've merged a lot because there's so much cross-pollination and now everyone just 
all the new comics are just watching everything on YouTube and there isn't... Yeah, there's more access to... Exactly. But there is still this slight stylistic differences, slight, slight rhythmic differences, and it's re- I can't even pinpoint exactly what it is, but it just takes me a few gigs of being immersed in it to get my US, my UK legs back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the same just like if you don't go on stage in general for like it a week really or two, is. then it it's re- like you got to knock the rust off. So you have to knock the American rust off and, or the and UK sometime, rust off. Yeah, and sometimes that's sort of 10 months of rust. Yeah. <laughs> so it, even though I've been gigging constantly in other places, I just, I haven't done an American, a British gig in mm-hmm. almost a year. And it's just, yeah, it's hard. One of the things that I notice is when, uh, when Brits come over, because from working at the store, when Brits come over, they always like, Wait, we're not supposed to heckle? Like, that's some, a thing that we're... Yeah. It's encouraged, almost. Well, it, it is and it isn't. There is... There is a... There is far more of a culture of British comedy. They they definitely like to feel like they're being spoken to rather than at. Mm-hmm. They definitely... Want, it's like they want it to feel more inclusive. Yeah, it... it like, defini- they're significant to the, the person of the even, show. And that's actually one of the stylistic differences. It, they definitely like it to feel, at least to an extent, like you are having a one-sided conversation with them mm-hmm. rather than you are doing an act at them. Right. And that's definitely something that... You know, not, not that there aren't American acts that do that, and particularly someone like The Store, where it is very uh, interactive. Mm-hmm. But they definitely... Britain doesn't have that kind of, for example, doesn't have that late night set culture. Right. Where there aren't really shows on British TV where there'll be a talk show and then someone comes out and does four and a half minutes of stand-up in front of a curtain. And when they have that to do, they, they you pretty much have to be like straight in with your act. Yeah. And Americans grew up on that. And so that's a kind of comedy that Americans are okay with. Someone just almost launching straight yeah, into reciting. the material. Yeah, it's almost like it, it's more like a monologue versus somebody yeah. like Whereas yeah. if, if you do that at, if you go to a British comedy club and you just sort of start your act like that they're like what what why why is he doing Acknowledge us motherfucker? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the flip side of that is that they they will start shouting shit and mm-hmm. it is Yeah, if you're not going to acknowledge me then I'll make sure that you know that I'm yeah, here. Yeah, and there's a certain type of and I'm not saying you don't get this at all in America but you definitely get this more in Britain. There's a certain type of British asshole who will come up to you, who will heckle constantly throughout the show, be dealt with constantly, mm-hmm. put down constantly, and then will come up to you at the end of the show. This normally happens with the kind of weekly or monthly regional shows. Mm-hmm. And they'll come up after and go like, mate, you know what? I come here every month. I always heckle the comedians and uh, you really gave it some, mate. You were, you were good. You, <laughs> g- you gave it... <laughs> you're like, what the fuck prick are you? <laughs> That's how you enjoy... You, you you basically you see it as like testing the comic to see how good they are at a, yeah. <laughs> like if you go to like a, a do you go to Tour de France and try to stick fucking like yeah. what sticks oh, in people's spokes I'll tell you what I come to every Tour de France and every year I try to stick some of, yeah some of the cyclists <laughs> get hit by my brick but you you swerved and because a good a good cyclist should be able to swerve around the bricks <laughs> A good cyclist, it's one of the skills a cyclist should have, and you swerved around all the bridges, bricks successfully, so fair play to you, buddy. Fair play. I'll see you next year. You're one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to have some new ones, so you better come out with something You don't different. know what size boulder I'm bringing. Exactly. So that, and that, that's an attitude I've never understood. That kind of, it's, it's kind of similar to, uh, it is also that sort of, 
the guy who starts a fight in a bar, but if you, or just, or even, it doesn't even have to be a fight fight. There are people who like live their lives like this, like just like to start shit. But if you give yeah, as good as- just instigate shit and then watch it uh, like, yeah, or even but, in, in, in start shit between two other people and then just watch a fight happen. That's true. That's definitely one kind of prick. But even the kind of prick who starts shit with you, but whether it's like actual physical shit or, or just verbal, but then if you give it back, they're like, oh, respect. Yeah. And that that is a, it's a real type of machismo or alpha or whatever the, but it's not alpha. It, it, it comes from a position of insecurity, I think. Yeah. But it it's a type of mentality I have never understood. I don't get it. I don't get what the sort of, I think it's almost, it's more of a like a bully thing. Like you know, like you know, anytime like the the kid that's bullying bullies the bully back. Yeah. Then they stop bullying that person. They do, but but I think that's also a difference because sometimes that is like because those people are, sometimes end up feeling hurt or whatever, and they're like, oh, why did I get hit? Well, because you were hitting the other person, and then mm-hmm. they hit back. Yeah. Um, but this is almost more like it. it it's kind of like a lad. It's that sort of ladsy. Lad culture, it would be called in the UK. Yeah, just nut checking each Bro- other yeah, type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you. You know, they don't see it as bullying. They see it as like play fighting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you hit them back, yeah. they're like, oh, you got me. All right, we can be friends now. Yeah. Because you're not a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> right. You didn't, you didn't roll over and take it when I <laughs> repeatedly flicked your balls as yeah. we were trying to. And I, I don't. I've never understood that. I've never got that. I never. Well, like, dude, being in the only being the only chick in like coming up in stand up, like, right. there was. I had a lot of that. Like, I'm I sure. had a lot of because it was like that was the only way you'd get them to listen to you is if you fucking nut check them. Otherwise, they would just talk over you the entire time. Right. So it was like you almost had to insult everyone around you for them to be like, "Oh, this bitch is funny, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> and then let's, let's see what she's got to say. And then people start going like, "Why are all women com- comics so kind of mannish and broy?" Like, because well, you <laughs> you wouldn't let me be a fuck fucking broad asshole that's why you started this culture (laughs) and refused to let them in the door unless they acted like that and it's weird too because then it's like but they still like women to be uh demure and fucking like like very ladylike and shit like that but you don't ever fucking listen to them if they act like that yeah so it's like a really bizarre place they're bitching about women in front of you like not you coming you're one of the guys yeah (laughs) he's like i still got all the parts you fucking prick what are you talking about yeah when you're fucking two shades of the wind, you still act like I fuck. I'm a fucking lady, you asshole. You know? Yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> it's a lot to navigate all the time. Um, but yeah, but I mean, fuck, fuck, uh, fuck me. What do you tell me? Uh, tell me some stuff that well, uh, bothers well, the shit out of well, you. Well, there, there was one. Eh? <laughs> I mean, that definitely is a type of person that's one. But here, here's something, and I, and I, I was thinking about it, and I, I still, I was trying to make a bit out of this a while back because I. Because I think it applies to how we interact with the world and interact with politics, but I've never managed to turn it into a bit because I think it's too convoluted an idea. Mm-hmm. But what I, I, I th- and I think most people are like this, but I know I get far more. Wa- if we're queuing to get into a place, mm-hmm. uh, and someone is just slightly edging ahead of you in the line, like if it's like the airport security line mm-hmm. or just getting into a thing, getting, you if just start getting close to your space as yeah, if they're going to pass you. Mm-hmm. That infuriates me. And if they, if that person who's immediately behind me suddenly ends up in front of me, that makes me furious. Yeah. But if someone is standing in front of you, not fucking moving or well, not fucking paying attention. Well, that's it, also true. That's yeah. also true. But what, what I was going to say is, if someone comes in at the very front of the line, like they have some security pass or you're waiting to get into an event and they just walk up and say something to the bouncer and go straight in the front. If a limo pulls up and 50 people go in ahead of you, somehow you're more okay with that 
than the person who's been in the queue with you for 40 minutes getting in after 39 minutes and you get in after 40. <laughs> like that one minute makes all the fucking that difference. That one minute. Yeah. I, but I, I think it's a really interesting psychological concept. And I know it, it drives me mad. And I think it does to most people. And I've been trying to do something about it and equating it to how we interact with the world. Like the way the, the, the way politicians will set you against like oh welfare people or whatever and you're mm. like oh these people cheating the system getting 20 grand a year when they shouldn't yeah and and we are infuriated by that person but we don't care about the person who's somehow who's is got been a, sharking their taxes who's got a tax refuge yeah. yeah exactly who's who's got their money stored on some island in yeah. the middle of the bahamas <laughs> and is cheating the government out of 50 million a year yeah like somehow you're fine with that or you're not you're you're annoyed at it but you're annoyed at it in a very abstract sense whereas people get furious at this one like scapegoat who is half a notch behind you and is edging half a notch closer yeah and, and i think it's because you see that person it's just like the per because the person is in line with you yeah they are closer to you and you don't want somebody it's it's you almost do, like but in the in the like the nightclub example mm-hmm you still see those 50 people who pull up in the limo. And but they're not with you the whole time. Right, maybe. You know what I mean? They're not closer to you the whole time. They showed up and it's, uh, oh, they probably have a, there's a reason. You yeah. can justify the reason because you didn't see them wait with you the entire time. They're not, they're special all of a sudden because they showed up and something happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you should Just like be- the idea of a billionaire, it's just like, oh, well, yeah, they're a billionaire. They probably did something. I mean, they had to have done something because they weren't in line with me the whole fucking time. Right. You it's know? such an abstract concept though. And it, it, you're right. It is. It's the difference between an abstract and a specific concept. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to be angry at a specific concept yeah but especially because you can see their progress in front of you passing you it's the yeah. same thing like if somebody uh if a random person you didn't know was on um a tv show and they became an instant millionaire you know what i mean or somebody wins the lottery that's way different than somebody that you work with for years gets a promotion above you do you know yeah, what i mean maybe that is maybe this is almost a sort of magical aspect to mm-hmm. it yeah, when there's something, when it's that dos ex machina thing where it's just yeah. like this magic entity made this person uh, yeah. surpass you in any way, shape, or form versus somebody that just, oh, he, oh, I just noticed he, that broad started going out to lunch with that guy. Now all of a sudden she's up for the same promotion I am that yeah. I've been trying to get totally. for years. Mm-hmm. You can see how I can't get a bit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot to get to. It is a lot. It's a long walk to get to. But it is. I think it's in like, uh, I think it's influence versus interference. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And, and also, I think there's more direct discourtesy, I think. And that is something that. Like it, I think it's related, but that that also is something that infuriates me on a on a on a level that mm-hmm. just basic manner. Like I had to tell on a flight uh, a while back, I had to tell a woman I'm guessing in her mid fifties to cover her mouth when she coughed. <laughs> she was sitting next to me and was just like hacking away next to me, and just you're like, how do you not know at the by the point that you're middle-aged to not do that like how has no one ever called you up on that mm-hmm. or have they multiple times and you just don't you do just it don't unless, fuck. Yeah. unless the person literally next to you goes hey don't be disgusting yeah 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 i don't know i don't know i mean it's it's probably just uh contextual i mean that she might have grown up in a place where nobody they, they don't have those kinds of manners you know what i mean i mean yeah. the more and more i travel around this country I'm, where i'm just like you just don't know this information. This isn't just standard information to you. you know? Yeah, and there are. You know, I know different 
different cultures as well, depending on where you grew up, have different rules as to manners and you know things that are and aren't acceptable. Like some places, spitting is fine. Other places, it's disgusting. There and so on. But that seems like such basic hygiene, particularly when you're in the closed environment of a plane. Yeah, when you're in a pressurized tube and everybody's breathing each other is each other's air. First of all, you should you should uh, be so drugged up or have not even gotten on the flight if you were that fucking sick. Yeah, although I I have I've got on a plane. I this is I feel. This is one I, I feel like I'm a fucking monster. I didn't realize. Uh, I got on a plane with what I thought was a cough, just a regular cough, although it was a bit of a hacky cough. I was still being very courteous. If I had to cough, I would like, you know, cough into the crook of my arm and everything. Yeah, and you cover your mouth, cut, you know, yeah, you mean, I was like, put a hoodie over your head, just make a disease blanket exactly, that only you're in. I was doing everything in my power to avoid those germs being spread, but I found out afterwards I had whooping cough. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so now, fuck no, like I feel like, Hopefully, everyone I, I possibly exposed had been vaccinated. I hadn't, <laughs> because in 1980, when I was born in the UK, there was a, vac- a, a specifically whooping cough vaccine scare. Mm-hmm. So my mum fell, f- which my mum fell for it. So I was. I don't ne- know that I've ever got a whooping cough vaccination. You almost certainly have, because it comes. It it now comes in a batch with. Oh, with uh, all that, like when you go to school, all those? Yeah. Is it in one of those? And it's, uh, the I think measles it's, and mumps and the MMRs it's, it's and all It's not that the shit. MMR, it's the other one. It's the one that is like tetanus. I think it comes with tetanus and diphtheria. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so you almost certainly did. And also you're a bit younger than me and you didn't grow up in London in 1980, yeah. which was <laughs> back in the day, vaccine scares were a lot more localized. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a town wouldn't get so... Yeah, because now, now they go around the world. Now like Andrew Wakefield publishes a completely fraudulent study mm-hmm. and queue like five years of people not getting vaccinated or 10 years of va- like measles going around the And then you see like diseases start popping up yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and then suddenly there's like, oh, some kid with measles is running around Disney yeah. for, on yeah. Saturday afternoon. Uh, everyone's exposed. Uh, but <laughs> back in the day, it was just like one asshole who happened to be in one part of one country for mm. one six month period. And that just happened to be when I was born. So I never got that vaccine. Uh, which I only found out like like I was like I had some vague memory and then I called out my mum and I was like did I never get vaccinated for whooping cough and she went no it's dangerous I went well I just had to get vaccinated and treated now because <laughs> as an adult in my mid 30s I have got a Victorian child's disease yeah. <laughs> yeah. and did the cough come with a, a powdered wig <laughs> exactly right <laughs> this cough would not let women vote <laughs> Um, it's just not right. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> You're just coughing and saying things you don't really mean. You're like, where did this come from? Yeah, it's, it's called whooping cough because you whoop at the idea of slavery. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> Woo! it's, it's a horrible cough. It's very unpleasant, but it's uh, um, yeah. And I, I, I told my mom, I was like, I just got vaccinated. She was like, Well, don't. It's dangerous. I'm like, It is not dangerous. And I am in my thirties, and yeah. you have just exposed a bunch of people. To, um, to a dangerous disease. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it was. It's grim. dangerous to spread a disease more so than it is dangerous for you to get vaccinated. For one. Well, well, this is something that people don't understand. And again, this is a concept that I tried to write something about it when I was on Jim Jeffries, but it's a very complicated thing to get across. I, I think it is, and we're, we're, we're jumping around different dislikes, but sure. this comes with a general hatred of misunderstanding of science and i think it comes from how it's taught and a misunderstanding of statistics and in some cases a willful misunderstanding of it Mm -hmm. but people really don't understand the difference between absolute risk and relative risk Mm -hmm. and that and it's and that's a hard thing to convey because 
because people in the anti-vax movement, and I think some of them are gen- genuinely misguided people, and some of them, are like Andrew Wakefield, are utter criminal scum. Yeah. Uh, but, um. Well, yeah, because fear can influence you to do very, like very, you know, saint like, like of, influence you to not do saint very sane things. Of course, and mm-hmm. our brain and our brains again, it, it very similar to what we were talking about earlier on with the people in the queue. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to latch onto a specific person and an anecdote than it is to statistics. So you hear some story about some kid who had a vaccine and had a bad reaction, and you're like, that is very a very visceral and realistic fear. It is every, and and also because you give vaccines to kids who are healthy because it's preventative. Yeah. Seeing this action where you take a healthy child and you give them something and it makes them ill is a horrendous thought and it, every parent's nightmare and the, but it and because of that it's so hard to convey relative risk versus absolute risk because they go does vaccine carry a risk and the answer is yes. No doctor or scientist if you ask that question to them could honestly say that vaccines are without It's 100%. Yeah. It absolutely carries a risk. What you do though in science is you don't is you compare every treatment or every action to something. That's why you have placebos. That's why you have controlled trials. That's why you test drugs against a placebo or against the previous best drug. And in this case, you have to test vaccine against no vaccine. It's not against nothing. It's against what are the risks to the baby if you don't have the vaccine. Right. And the the, the fact is, giving a kid, for example, a measles vaccine might have a one in a million chance of an adverse reaction and a one in 10 million chance of that adverse reaction being very serious or even fatal. Now that's horrible. And if that happens to that kid, but again, I don't know the specific math. numbers, but it is. But if you don't give the kid that vaccine, they have like a one in a thousand chance of getting measles uh, or even one in a hundred chance of getting measles or even higher. And if you have measles, I can't remember the exact numbers. I don't have them in front of me, but it is a startlingly high number of kids that end up with a permanent injury and, and not that small a number of kids who actually can be, will be killed by it. Right. So that's the whole concept of the greater good. Well, yeah. And and it's the concept of like, everyone has that story. And this is the bit that again, if I do ever manage to turn this into a bit, either (laughs) for a TV thing or for stand up, this would be the sort of crux of it. But everyone has that one story about the friend's cousin's co-worker who was in a car crash <laughs> and he was the one guy who wasn't wearing a seatbelt. So he like flew through to safety, bounced off the mattress yeah. factory, <laughs> like landed in the arms of a fireman. Yeah. And, and he but, did an Olympic-sized dis- right. dismount and landed with his arms in the air. Yeah, but the right. likelihood and everyone, of that happening. And everyone else in that car who was wearing their seatbelt got trapped in the car, exploded and they died. Now, everyone has heard of a version of that story but what you do as a scientist is you look at the complete picture and you go like, okay, seatbelts do carry a risk. Airbags do carry a risk. All of these things that are safety mechanisms are not 100% safe. But compared to the alternative, they are wildly safer. And there's real dishonesty in the anti-vax campaign about uh, using that as, a, as an issue. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, well, look at this one kid. Well, look at this, these thousand kids. Yeah. Look at these thousand kids who didn't get the vaccine. I've never gotten measles, and I don't have autism. How about right. that? I'm it's, an example of it not fucking you up. And also, autism as, as a thing that can be the consequence. Firstly, it isn't. It's been very, very conclusively present. There are possible uh, adverse reactions to vaccines. None of them are autism. But even if it is... I've got friends with autism. Like I've got it's friends way with kids cooler with than autism. having measles. It's yeah, it's much better than <laughs> than dying of measles encephalitis. Like it's definitely or exposing a bunch of kids or people who are immunocompromised and can't have the vaccine. Yeah, and rely on your herd immunity. Yeah. Um, like it's uh, yeah. So so that infuriates me, and I 
uh, and I remember writing a bit a while ago. I think it was a, it was about it was about science. Uh, I think it was about religious fundamentalism. It was about I think it was originally about auto, uh, about abortions. But the bit, and I've seen other people with similar bits them. since. You're, you're yeah, anti-abortion, exactly. right? Very, very. <laughs> Life begins at the thought of fucking. Uh, that's how that's how anti I am. Like it's not even even preconception. For me, life begins at the first drink. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? We're married now. Yes. All right. <laughs> we have babies. Yes. That is a potential life. <laughs> I think I've met women that insane in my life, yeah. by the way. <laughs> the second you swipe right, that's when yeah. life begins. But that's... <laughs> but I had a bit, and I've seen other people with bits about this now, so I've dropped, it was a while back, but it was about how if you don't believe in science certain aspects of science you shouldn't be allowed to have any of the benefits of science mm -hmm. you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to spread your uh anti anti-evolution for example theories on the internet you should have to go town to town shouting it with a bell yeah, with a scroll yeah. and a bell yeah exactly. <laughs> hear ye hear ye <laughs> uh but i now want to extend that to libertarianism and this is <laughs> now we're on to the next pet hate which is you hate libertarians i i hate i I I keep I try to keep a, a few like various friends on my Facebook group or whatever and my my feed who yeah, have little, different political variety, yeah, I, sure. I got some right wing friends I got some some more way more left wing than I am friends mm, and so some on green parties some fucking libertarians yeah you keep a little yeah, bit of I, li I like to keep a good assortment to you get try to be feeling. like Ellen you know and right. just be friends with <laughs> oh god <laughs> That's co-opting that, that. Oh God. And that, that'll be a whole other episode. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the idea, the, the idea of it was great, but it's also like, come on, did you have to pick such a severe person? Well, and that there is a different, like pretending there is no difference between. Someone with being, a different political view and somebody yeah, that, you know. Like I'm Facebook friends with my fiance's cousin-in-law who is a trump voter and we'll post stuff like that and you yeah. know keep keep them on the wall and everything and yeah. we'll we'll have arguments at christmas but we're still very friendly and we'll share a beer and that there's a difference between someone who voted or might have share some of the views to the person to being friends with the person who is the instigator yeah <laughs> of those yeah. things and actively used your existence as a wedge issue or at least allowed carl rove to use your existence as a wedge issue yeah allow them to put things on the ballot in different states to try and get you and your down ticket party colleagues elected by putting your right to marry and your right to exist on the same ballot. Yeah. Like that. Well, that's to me that what, what this, what that example really was, was uh, someone like money trumps everything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you become you become such a rich person that you're like, I get it. it I get what you were doing. You, do you know what I mean? Those, yeah, when you do end up in those worlds when you do have to spend so much time. And again, like also, but, but then again, who the fuck am I to criticize Ellen? Like as a, firstly, as a, as a non-LGBT person who's like flown mm -hmm. through life and she, like to be, she she's very famous and successful now, but she straight up lost her sitcom uh, and lost everything for a while just because she was one of the only out gay people in the media. Yeah. So fair play to her. And like, I, I, I feel... It just I goes feel, to show you, I the more money awkward. you have, the yeah. more white and old and guy you become. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it matters anything. Like, yeah, I think so the as much more as I was, you turn the into thing. the old white guy that everybody complains about. Totally. And may, may we both end up in that position. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope. I hope I become an old white guy, an yeah. old rich white guy. I mean, isn't that what everybody wants ultimately? Yeah. 
<laughs> is to become the you know, man that we fight she... against. <laughs> yeah. You know, she used to be like a Latina woman, but uh, <laughs> then when her show went into syndication. <laughs> her, hair, her hair just became like short and white. And yeah. was, <laughs> By the time the fifth year of billboards went up. She just started up. wearing blazers all the time. <laughs> yeah. They put a billboard for her show on the wall. <laughs> Keep my people out. I'm just there <laughs> protesting against it. <laughs> yeah, but, it's a, a money, uh, money, power, uh, you know, corrupt, absolutely. Yeah, blah, but blah, there blah, is one, one friend in particular, one Facebook friend who is like f- wealthy and full on libertarian, like ideologically libertarian. And it's, that's a really interesting thing. Uh, I think I get awkward about anyone who's idea who is almost religiously ideologically anything even when it's my political persuasion right you gotta like, be able to yeah like because nothing is absolute where it's the, i mean it's the whole totally mm-hmm. it, it makes me very uncomfortable I, I think still like the the candidates who i most want to win in the next election a large number of their supporters make me very uncomfortable because of again how sort of deified they are mm-hmm uh, and how, and I see it in sorry in the UK when like Jeremy Corbyn took over the Labour Party, and there are some aspects of his politics that I hugely support, and some aspects of his how he's carried his stuff out that I'm very uncomfortable with. And but you see but the people who have it's a supposed re- to be, and it should be. But then when they get elevated to this almost religious, it, it becomes it becomes far more about like who you are and the tribe you belong to, and almost, there's like a deification. And any criticism of any policy related to that person becomes a criticism of everything, like something primal. Yeah, it's almost like a religious criticism. It's like, well, you've just, you've just yeah, basically just said my so Bible is unnecessarily severe. Like yeah. you're saying, God doesn't exist by saying that I don't agree with all of the policies of this one particular person. Uh, yeah, but and so watching this person who is has almost a sort of religious attachment to the idea of libertarianism and this sort of straight up, it it out of any political persuasion. This one seems the most sociopathic. Why? Why do you say that? In that, it, it basically amounts to, I have zero moral responsibility to anyone in society, mm-hmm. and vice versa, unless I choose to. I should never be compelled by society to do anything to help anyone. I can give to charity. I can elect to do that. But at a, at an absolute fundamental level. I I don't have to do fucking anything. I sh- but more than that, not more than I sh- don't have to. It it is to them immoral to be made to do anything. Like the idea of taxation or the idea of any kind of social safety net is immoral because it is the government at, in their words, like the point of a gun, forcing you to help your fellow man. I mean, they say. I mean, you say that, but then it's and also. It's- but it's also like you can. You're supposed to pay your taxes. Right. But there but are to them it's so the many people and that don't pay their tax. Like, you can still not do... There's no gun to your head. But this is... Um, so I, I now firmly believe, in the same way that I don't think... anti I don't think anti-evolution people should be allowed to use the internet. I now don't think ideological libertarians should be allowed to use roads. 
<laughs> All the police. <laughs> I used to have a bit about that, like for like the creationists, like yeah. the creationist museums. Right. Like I was like, then you can't use the, you, there's no roads to get there. Right. You have to, you got to find a dirt path. Yeah. And uh, have a you've, carriage. You've got to chop your own <laughs> boat. To, you've got to build your own boat, chop down your trees, measure out the number of cubits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sail your clientele to yeah. this place. <laughs> But I, I now firmly believe that. I like I, I, I don't I don't think you should be allowed roads. I don't think you should be allowed the police. I think Or I mean hospitals, like a lot of the, the not the, the I mean yeah. the public ones. You can right. go to a private hospital. Totally. Yeah. I yeah, I don't think I don't think you should be allowed any of that. But that's what's weird too, is like then they're they should be the most pro of the prison system because it is so privatized. Yeah, uh, except it's still a public police force and court system that's sending people there. Right. So I don't know. But I, I just... I, so anti-police and pro-prison? That's confusing. It, it is a very... I, I don't know. I, I, I find it to be so such a combination of naive and sociopathic to be pure libertarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be that level of pure, pure libertarian. And, and I don't think there are many people who are that level, but this one person on my wall, it very much is. And I, I just... I, I'm fascinated by it because I don't think... I don't think this person is at heart a bad person, but I think... Do you think it, they are at heart a sociopath? I don't... I, I think their ideology is sociopathic. Mm-hmm. And I think there are pending people who fall into sociopathic ideologies. Because that that's the, the thing that makes it uh, opposite of the greater good, where it's like a small group of people are going to be inconvenienced for the greater good of everyone. Yeah. You know, and then... And some people just don't, don't like, are so against that, where it's like, no, I only want to... I only want to pay or participate in these tiny parts of which I personally would benefit from. Yes. And it's like, all right, but if you gave a little bit more, then all of these people could benefit from it. And you also don't know whether one day you might end up needing to benefit from it. Right. But- so if you say fuck off to... To that now later on you might not you might you might have needed that thing and then it's like oh you have to live in regret and by that yeah. i mean you have to not get health care when you're old or you have I to like i also think is naive just about how society works even if you're thinking about it from a very purely capitalistic self-interested point of view mm-hmm. it What's we, also you not- get economy of scale. Like if you just if everyone chips in for the same police force, and then yeah, rather than each house having their own private security guard, yeah, like <laughs> right. Like I, I, you know, it, it. I think you sort of end up accidentally inventing society anyway when you start doing it. You're like, okay, well, we each have a private security force. What if everyone in this estate pulls together and we just share a few security guards? Okay, well, what if everyone in the town does that? Okay, we've just invented the police again. Yeah. <laughs> we've, just right. inven- we've just invented the police. I just heard uh, somebody do a really great bit that goes along the same lines where it's like, um, that, like to trick us into using things that we've already had. Like we have Uber, like we have Uber, which would replace right. cabs and then Uber pool. And then from Uber pool, it's just going to be a bigger and bigger car to the point where it's, it's not, a, yeah. it's a bus. It's just a bus picking Silicon everybody Valley up. There's going to be so doing that. It's constantly reinventing things that exist. Uh, yeah. the, the Sklar's actually, Actually, the Sklar brothers had a nice routine about basically accidentally inventing society from the point of view of libertarianism that I really, I really liked. That was along those lines. It was mm-hmm. like a sort of like, oh, you mean, oh, you you mean you mean the fire service? <laughs> oh, you mean the roads? <laughs> it was really, it was it was a very nice bit. But that's the thing. Like I I I would extend their bit to be like, no, you just flat out don't get it. You do not. I 
But then it's but that's the other thing too is a lot of times these these conversations about this stuff are so idealistic they don't apply they don't apply to like they're not practical in, in which they're not acknowledging the system which is already in place like there yeah. is no you can't just say all right well let's change everything like that's not how I mean, things work I mean maybe, maybe this is aging for me maybe this is part of my my transition to old white guy mm-hmm. which is far more inevitable for me <laughs> but it's yeah it's gonna take a lot more money for me to get there yeah exactly <laughs> i am i am at least halfway there <laughs> depending on where you measure from <laughs> but uh um I, I i've definitely become less idealistic as i get old about all about all things mm-hmm. like i remember I don't know how you were when you started comedy, but I was definitely like when I first started comedy, I was I was like, this is good comedy, and this is bad comedy, and anyone who does this is a bad comedian, and this is wrong, and this is right, mm-hmm. and, and now I'm far more like, uh, yeah, first, whatever, do whatever yeah. you want. Who gives oh, a shit? Oh, this entertains people. Yeah, this is more mainstream. This yeah. is more obscure. Good. It's bringing people out to to see this art form I love. Yeah, and and also maybe this more mainstream person will be someone's first gig and then they'll dive more into it and then yeah it's just like how everybody then, hated larry the cable guy when he first came out and it was like fuck that what is this this guy's he's not even beat he's not it's not true comedy and blah blah yeah, blah and, and it's just like, like what is it taking away from you <laughs> like it's taking that kind of shit is taking nothing away from you it's pumping more money into the comedy industry and making people aware of comedy as a thing and it's getting people more interesting and there and it's also okay that you don't like it i mean that's the whole thing with like this comedy civil war that's happening and you know it's either your piece you're you're pro pc or anti-pc and you're like you know what i mean this is this is the the death of stand-up comedy and you're not allowed to do this and it's like let everyone have their bubbles and let everyone have their things (laughs) and also some people are going to be taken to like a larry the cable guy as their first show sure and get more and more into comedy and like three years later they'll be at a maria bamford gig yeah you know that happened <laughs> that very much happens and, and, and like people oh, this is comedy is com- fun and it's- i'm gonna look up more comedy and like oh actually i like this kind of stuff more oh i like this kind of stuff even more yeah and then and then they're suddenly into kate balant or whatever yeah and then there are other people who fucking hate kate balant because it's too weird for them and and that's fine because yeah. she has a good career and, there, and there's other people for other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, it doesn't, it used to really want, and maybe also the, the fact the internet has made that easier, made people like those people more able to have a career. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think someone like Maria Bamford could have. It's just more access, ha- yeah. Yeah, I don't think she could have a fraction of the career she now has if it wasn't for the internet letting that percentage of people in every town who might like her to find her. Yeah, uh, for sure. But... But at that kind of shit used to really, I used to be so like, yeah, this is this is hack and this is good and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I am so much, I, I, am so much less. I, I still sometimes like have to check myself because I'll jump onto a bandwagon and go, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You right. let it. You won't care about this tomorrow. You won't. So let it go. Uh, but I think that's also a lot of that is just it's generated. Just to sell ads. <laughs> I think yeah. it's all bullshit. Most of the time it's all bullshit. You're, because that's the other thing too is like with with the, you know, everybody gets a microphone so everybody can say everything that they like and don't like. And, and I think all of that's fine. You don't have to. It's almost as like stand-up is turning into 
stand-up is turning into music in that there used to be like, you're not allowed to listen to rock and roll. Rock and roll's fucking the devil's music and you can't fucking listen. And that shit's bad. You need to listen to this. This is the only kind of shit that you can listen to. Or you can't listen to jazz. Fucking jazz. No, you can't listen to jazz. It's black people music. You can't fucking, it's the same kind of ideas, but yeah. it's all just about, it's all still about something subject. Who gives a shit what you listen to? Although the, the thing I do love about comedy is how cross-pollinated it still is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know you do get, like, different nights and different clubs that have more of such, you know, the, the UCB has its vibe, the comedy store has its vibe, and so on. But still, you will, you do get, get... people that'll go to both. You get cross-pollination in a way that you, you don't with me. You would never have a music night that has, like, a jazz band and then death metal and then hip-hop. <laughs> like, most likely you wouldn't. Maybe right. if you went to a music festival, it might be a bit more like that. Sure. But normally, it's like... It's a genre, and the opening bands will have a similar, at least similar vague vibe to the headliner. Mm-hmm. But you will absolutely get, at a, at a comedy club, you could get... You know, a, a one-liner person, somebody who's dark as fuck, and, and then, then somebody who does an impressionist. Yeah, an yeah, impressionist and, then, and, then and a, a fucking story. Yeah. And, and on a good night, if it's well-curated and well-run as a club... All of those people will do well, and mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I, I really love. Well, that. that's what makes it cooler. <laughs> that's what makes stand up so fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, but interesting, you mentioned media and money because I here's here's the next thing that okay okay. Uh, as much as the sort of the 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 explosion of media and the fragmentation of it and everything has helped people that I love get attention, uh, I also think it is. <laughs> The, the relentless drive for ratings and the relentless drive for numbers and ha- and the need for outrage to drive that is causing horrendous shit around the world, including, um, okay, I'm anti-guns. Okay. I don't think guns... I grew up in a country that doesn't do guns. I think guns are bullshit. I think they're stupid. Uh, I think they're ridiculous. I think there would be fewer shootings and fewer deaths if there were far fewer guns, and I think that's been fairly well documented. Uh, mm-hmm. I think America has bad mental health provisions and that would also help and like a social safety net would also is one of the reasons why there's shootings everywhere but the other reason is the fucking media and that doesn't get talked about enough yeah uh, have you have you noticed how much the media and this seems like an entirely media manufactured story because it's clickbait and they want the story the media has been trying to make a shooting happen at a screening of joker for the last, I know they're trying. They're trying to make one. They they're trying to make. They're like, trying to make one happen. They're, they're like, like the movie is the lone wolf. Like, but I mean, they've been, yeah, they've been doing fears, that for a long time. Of course with, they are. And, mm-hmm. and, and this is the, anytime Dexter. I mean Walter White. I mean yeah. It, and this is the latest example. But Jesus Christ, there is a Charlie Brooker did a one a really lovely piece on Screenwipe a while ago that's worth watching. It's like a four minute piece that was basically. A breakdown, and this isn't exclusive to the American media because he was showing examples from the UK and from, I think, some European stations. But it was, it was intercutting a psychologist who has studied this exact phenomenon, talking about how not to cover a mass shooting, and intercutting it with footage from news stories doing the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And it was just like. Uh, don't start the story with sirens. Woo woo woo. Yeah. Uh, don't um don't lead with a body count. Don't make the shooter an antihero. Yeah. And it is like and it just cuts to one of the news stories going, clad in black, the killer stalked the corridors. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they're, they're telling it like it's a Hollywood movie. Yeah. And they they do it because no if no matter how much you try and put out guidelines, 
CNN is like, well, if we don't do it, uh, Fox will do it. And Fox is like, well, if we don't do this, MSNBC will. And everyone wants to know about the shooting. I mean, if we don't cover it with 24-hour plastered coverage... Um, well, and that's the other thing, too, is there's not enough information for them to cover. So right. then it just all becomes sensationalized. And it's like there, you're interviewing people who live next door, like yeah, reading got, tweets and shit like that. Like I shouldn't be reading some random ass person's tweets on the fucking news. Totally. I want to talk to I want to hear about somebody who knows about this shit. Not some fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Like, like gun guy 69. You know what I'm saying? When, like when there is a non outrage outrage. Yeah, they, they will be like. Someone will do something on TV or whatever, and they'll be like, not everyone was happy. There was outrage. And th their job, the reporter's job, or the reporter's assistant's junior reporter's job for the newspaper or for the TV news is literally, and this isn't just about shooting, this is about anything, is to search on Twitter for key phrases and find Amy204 underscore six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who said, and then they'll quote this as if this is a serious, they yes. literally, out of... A hundred thousand tweets found one person, and then they and it's the false equivalency. Yeah, this, this sort of brings us full circle to things like uh, science and the way science is reported. This false equivalency, they will find uh, in the anti. They've helped cause anti-vax. They've helped cause anti-climate change by reporting it by by. By, by making it, it seem like they're doing both sides, but it's not because the other side is just fucking exactly. random people who don't have any kind of credentials whatsoever. The, the BBC in the UK has a remit to be impartial. It's not, it has a remit, has a remit to NPR be unbiased. NPR does that shit too. Right. And, but they have misinterpreted that to be if there is any element of like minority extremist view to report that as if that's the counterpoint. And you go like, fuck no. If, you ha if you're doing a health story, you don't... Maybe the counterpoint is uh, it's universal healthcare versus uh, some kind of private scheme. You don't also have, in the interest of balance, some, some guy chick that's who, in the homeopathy. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like I put garlic in my pussy. This that's, guy uh, says that's this is the everything. reincarnation of King Arthur, <laughs> and his saliva cures AIDS or whatever. <laughs> like, gonna, but, but that's what they do all the time with like this. Mm -hmm. fucking, they'll bring this, this. Whack Just job creationist like, no, Nobody's on, got this. Or this. Yeah, and, th and then they'll have an argument, and everything gets framed in this argument. Everything gets framed... Because they know that argument will keep people watching, uh, showing 24-hour rolling coverage of the of some mass shooter mm -hmm. will get the coverage, and they are fucking causing it. They are driving it. And, and, I, and I understand... It's also super frustrating the minute you try to criticize media at all. Everybody just thinks you're being alt-right about but, it. Where it's because it's all, then it goes right. right into fake news and all that shit. When it's like, no, there, there is. There very, there very much is. And I understand <laughs> where the pressure comes from. Because they have this pressure to fill 24 hours of constant coverage. Mm -hmm. And I, I know how fucking... I've, You've I've, worked on shows like that. I've worked on shows... I've worked on shows where... We have to fill 22 minutes a week yeah. <laughs> with something. Uh, 22 minutes once a week, and I know how hard that can be. Yeah. 22 minutes once a week, and suddenly at the last minute you're like, oh, well, you, okay, we need to find a whack job who's the, def yeah. who's the dissenter to this or whatever, who's yeah. the counterpoint, because then we can do jokes about that person, mm -hmm. and then you realize, oh, no, we're part of the problem. Yeah. Like, so I, I know what it's like. But at this, and and I know the pressure these people are under to just find something and fill air. And well, fill it also air doesn't help exciting. that TV is dying. You know right. what I mean? Less and less people are watching television, so they're 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 literally grasping. So they're a cornered anything. animal, and mm -hmm. there's nothing more dangerous mm -hmm. than a dying cornered animal. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. they're just biting at anything. Just like we need to get something. Yeah. So then all they're really doing is just terrifying old people. 
Yes. You know what I mean? Because they're the only ones really watching fucking live TV anymore. But also, they they are driving it, and and it's it- the same thing that we've been complaining about for years, and comics have done bits about for years, where it's like, oh, um, are you, do you eat bread? You might be dead in three days. Watch the news at eleven. You right. know what I mean? It's the same thing that we've been talking about for fucking 25, 30 years, but now it's gotten so sensationalized and so cartoonish that it's just baffling. Yeah, and it and it and it's really. And, and, and then I, everybody wonders why they're depressed. <laughs> right. And when it comes to mass shoot, mass shooters are, uh, I mean, firstly, mass shooters and terrorists as well, which is a form of mass shooting. Uh, firstly, they have a history of misogyny and violence generally always, or like that, which doesn't get tracked and talked about. But also, they are often suicidal, and there yeah. are there are strict regulations on how to report suicide. And the press does, to an extent, stick to those rules. They, they sometimes, except when it's someone famous, and then it's all out the fucking window. Yep. Uh, like that whole thing with with Robin Williams, how it was totally. All the, and then it was like not, you had to like dig to find out what actually happened and, because everybody was just like he was sad, he killed himself, and it's like okay, no, this man had a fucking disease, you assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's another pet hate of mine as well. By the way, this the tears of the clown. Oh yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it, it just isn't. Like obviously, there are plenty of comics with mental health problems, but also the, the reason you know about it is because they talk about it on stage. Yeah, and it has that irony. Yeah, and it has that irony of like, oh, the sad clown. Their depression and other me- and anxiety, and mental health problems are extremely prevalent. That's why comic, so many comics have it because so many fucking everyone has it. Yeah. Because it's, it's just it's a good representation of a lot of people. Just in general. most people don't yeah. have a microphone. <laughs> yeah, and most people don't don't ha- jazz it up to the point where it's digestible and not a fucking bummer. Yeah, exactly. And you know, an account if an accountant dies by suicide, it doesn't get reported as like, oh, the sad accountant or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have that mm-hmm. irony. Uh, so it, it's not a story, and also they tend not to be famous. So, but it's it's a very common condition. Um, but. But there are there are rules that have been put out by people like the Samaritans and other uh, charities and stuff about how you should report on suicide, and it's minimize it, localize it, talk about it, uh, don't describe the methods, don't go into details mm-hmm. about how it happened. Yeah, uh, you don't want to give all somebody, of those oh, things. I, I could do that. All of those things. I have all of those resources. <laughs> yeah, don't focus on like. Don't frame it in a way that makes it seem like they got their end, which was, you know, to have everyone suddenly notice them or whatever and be mm-hmm. sad about them because it, 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 it's that for most people, it is a temporary passing condition mm-hmm. in extreme like mental crisis. Yeah. And, and reading those things can really help push people over the edge in that yeah. moment. Um, but school shooting is a form of that and, and mass shootings and so on. And reporting them in these ways push people towards it. Like, oh, I'll be the antihero. They'll all remember me if I do this. Because look what happened to this other guy. Yeah. He was on CNN for a week and a half. It was the same half. thing like when, when Columbine first happened. All the copycats had happened almost immediately after. And yeah. it was also because of the way they covered it. They covered it and of made course. these guys seem these these misanthropic, like misunderstood. Like the, anybody that listens Stop. to Marilyn Manson could definitely Stop be a school shooter. it on yeah. like, mm-hmm. was it Child's Play 2, the movie, and yeah. Marilyn Manson <laughs> yeah. and certain video games. And then kids at home like fuck I hate everyone in my school and I listen to this music and I watch yeah. these video games and and no one pays attention to me and that bitch who I asked out like yeah. said no so fuck you I'll make them all pay because look I'll be everyone will know my name yeah. uh, and they are they are right to yeah. an extent because because of how shitty all of the news outlets are about this 
and and here's the really unpopular opinion the same is true of terrorism terrorism only work and i don't know the answer to this because it but terrorism works by doing one relatively small relatively localized horrendous thing that yeah. has a a reach that is far disproportionate to the initial to the initial carnage right um even even huge events like like 911 horrendous horrendous event but even still when you look at the death toll of that compared to the carnage and devastation and upheaval that has happened worldwide in the wake of it because of the extreme reaction that we had to it mm -hmm. as a society as america and the uk and other countries and the media like it was the number of people who've died in the wars that were started in the wake of 9-11 massively outweigh the number of initial deaths in the event the number of and i don't know the answer to that because obviously an event like that is so huge it would be weird to localize to not, yeah, it to not it would be weird to not have coverage if it was across. just only on the new york local news yeah. yeah that would be strange but but the truth is that is how to but that, i mean that that is how to reduce the effect of terrorism when that when that the 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 event where the the people ran riot on um on London Bridge oh no sorry it wasn't London Bridge it was Tower Bridge where uh anyway one of Borough Market that they they drove into traffic then ran ran around with a knife again dominated news cycles for weeks mm -hmm. and definitely caused other people in other little potential junior terror cells to perk up their like like prick up oh, their ears and like go okay, okay this mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. And I, and I really don't know the answer to that. I do not know, because again, you do have to, it would be irresponsible but, in a way not to cover it, but it's also irresponsible to cover it. Well, it was also the way it was covered because then they would like, they would play all these videos and all this other shit. So they were yeah. getting and like- like you're saying, like the, the sort of like one grainy footage. Mm -hmm. You got like a bit of like someone's phone footage, like a one Instagram 15 second video that gets, yeah. gets blown up and pixelated and played on a loop on- yeah, because they the need to fill the time, and then this is what people are. This is what happens. So, be this is what people are going to be interested in. You but it sensationalizes it, it yep. in the worst way. Well, and that was the other thing too. Is then like um, there, there was like terrorist organizations that were getting information from our news yeah. on how to terrorize us better. Yeah, like it was like, oh, we can improve because they're playing all this footage and shit that we're not even supposed to be seeing. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's the whole. It's like the. It's that towing that line of like transparency and and also like we shouldn't see everything right and because then they can't fucking save us from everything you know it's a it's a really bizarre uh i mean but with that like so much of our civil liberties were taken because of that you know what right. i mean with the patriot act and all that other shit so it's Which, like but at the same time then i remember when i when i was in spain they were they were uh there had been like there was like two ETA, E-T-E-T-A, yeah. terrorist attacks that had happened there and like and the way they handled it was way different like i never even heard of them here you right. know what I mean? And they're still doing horrific terrorizing shit. You know what I mean? Like they are doing fucked up things, but it was being covered completely different. Like the way they were like, they were like, oh, these people did this. And it was never, they weren't interviewing everybody about it. It wasn't like this, but it was just like, they, they, they said what happened. Some, some extremist politician who's et or adjacent on the news yeah. for like a talking head thing. And, yeah. And it was. And then having him argue with someone else who is. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't the the same kind of way that we were covering anything that's like even because then it turned into like, oh, this person, they were talking about people who were apprehended, who were on a list and then they ended up being nothing. So now you're now you're showing us all of these images of people uh, that led nowhere. What was the point of that? So just to to keep the fear going. You know what I mean? Just to keep the cycle. Yeah. Keep the cycle going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, f- fear. I've never been a fan of fear mongering, but <laughs> we're so good at it. We're so good at it. Although it is one of the five best mongers. Yeah. <laughs> what are the other four? <laughs> what are what are that? Well, uh, is it like that? Is it like there's the t- fish monger? <laughs> uh, fish war. <laughs> whore. Whore mongering. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Cost Costa monger is a word, and I can never remember what that actually means. <laughs> I have no idea. That's fishmonger just, seems like the most fun. Yeah, you're monging fish stinky. all day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I think strange. there's probably two others that I'm missing that can <laughs> proceed monger and, yeah. and make an accepted <laughs> dictionary phrase. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Anything uh, silly that you don't like before we get out of here? I know. <laughs> Anything light? Uh, we could end on a light note? My brain. You don't like your brain? What's wrong with it? Well, my my I I my constantly self-defeating brain. I mean? uh I You fail before you start type of deal? Yeah, totally. Totally. Give like me an a, example. Um like there's been I I think even to do comedy in the first place, having just said like, "Oh, the reason comic every comic has the has no different mental states to the rest of the population. I do think it is a weird thing we do, and it does require a peculiar mix of confidence and insecurity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's ego with no self esteem. That's that. Yeah, yeah, and it's a very weird combination. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely. There are whole projects I've like just lost or not done because I can't make myself start it. Oh yeah. Oh, I can really relate to that for yeah. sure. And that is, I know I, this is less fun. <laughs> <laughs> and cabbage. I hate. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck cabbage. Yeah. Uh, is it the cabbage fart? No, actually, like? I'm all right with cabbage. Okay. I, I I will say not. I don't get your obsession in America with particularly uh, with pumpkin. Oh really? Not a pumpkin fan. Not a gourd fan. I've never fan. been. Yeah, I've never been. A never big... preferred sweet potato to regular potato. Mm-hmm. You had it down right. I don't know why everyone <laughs> thinks it's more exciting to have the sweet potato fries. Regular potatoes are perfectly good. <laughs> they nailed it. Well, it's the lie that if I get sweet potato fries, it's somehow healthier. Yeah, like which, you're still frying it. Why it's is still... sweet? Yeah, I don't even know why it's meant to be healthier. Is it? <laughs> But, There's no more nutrients, but once you fry it and do all that other shit, like it's yeah, still and dipping it in ranch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it is absolutely, absolutely <laughs> not. So yeah, I, 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 I know it's a fucking cliche, but pumpkin everything. It's not. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's crossed over the Atlantic yet, but it's. We do. We we have got a lot more of your shit in recent years. Mm-hmm. We have. Well, got, yeah, we, we realize that we could sell to you the same way we could sell to us. Like humans well, are humans everywhere, and they're all be influenced the same way. Mm-hmm. You never had proms? That's a thing now. Oh, really? British high school kids now have. You leave secondary school, you have a prom. You have your that we know that was not a thing at all. There was like sixth form dances, kind of, but it wasn't like a whole. 
I think now there are people like getting fucking limos and bullshit. Because <laughs> you watch too I much. I blame MTV for that, for my Sweet mu- 16. That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. America. It's too much American TVs come across uh, Halloween now. Like oh, a, was there no Halloween either? We used to, I mean, Halloween obviously is a universal thing, but trick-or-treating was maybe like a few kids would put on like a cheap plastic mask and then some older kids would basically extort money out of you <laughs> under the threat of slashing your tires. That was about, <laughs> that was basically what it was. Well, it I'm was, not going to lie. The American version seems way more chill. <laughs> it is. It, it, that actually is quite adorable. We've gone to, in past Halloweens, we've gone to friends who live in very residential areas where mm. we had friends who used to live up in Studio City and there was a whole street that was basically like, this is where all the kids from all the neighborhood come because everyone goes all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fair play to you, America, you do that. But it is also very uncomfortable and weird seeing Brits now do it. <laughs> like doing Halloween, doing proms, doing like Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales in Britain. Oh, wow. Even though those are the days following a <laughs> holiday we don't have. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like it's not it's specifically following an American day, yeah. which is so no idea how that how that has suddenly become a thing. Again, it's the internet. It's done many wonderful things, but fuck it for that. Yeah. Yeah. With this to sell you everything. Sales. Yeah, capitalism uh capitalism will creep in everywhere if you let it, if you have a good enough Wi Fi yeah. connection. But uh, yeah, black fire. <laughs> fuck is black friday sale and there and it's it, it started to become the same like the sort of shopping centers and the malls and stuff, the big department stores will now have people like queuing up outside waiting and then just to get a crock pot trampling each other yeah. to get into exactly and go like what are you doing this is not our day yeah how has this happened What's funny is people who are still participate in that while shitting on America. Yeah. And it's like, you're still, you're doing all the things. Stupid, dumb Americans. <laughs> They're in line at the Black Friday sale yeah. bitching about Americans. Although Just there's like... another little pet hate to <laughs> uh, the, the idea of like stupid Americans when... Holy shit, there are just as many stupid Brits. Yeah. It's, just, it's just your idiots are louder. Yeah. Oh, yeah That's we just all yell it louder. is. You make a lot more noise about it. We're just less polite. We don't, have, we don't have all the years of shame and guilt to, qu- to squ- quelch uh, yeah. some of that loudness out of us. And you have, and you have a lot more people as well. So yeah. just. We're also a younger country too. So, you know what I mean? We're, we're just like in our 20s. Yeah. So we're loud and annoying and shit like that. Right, exactly. You're just you've just left college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means you've still got some of the remnants of your teens, but you also think you know about the world. Oh yeah, we we took a class. Um I think I know how things work. <laughs> yeah. Now just excuse me. I I'm, studied abroad for a summer, yeah. so, so I get how the world works. I think I know how to fix out fix this Middle Eastern country. Yeah. <laughs> I have you. some thoughts on Israel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I read a pamphlet once, so yeah. I got it. I got the gist. Um, tell everybody where to find you. Plug some shit. You can. Well, Matt, I'm Matt Kirshen on K-I-R. most things. That's K-I-R-S-H-E-N. If you Google anything close to that name, particularly if you put English comedian in there, it'll find me because it's a weird name and mm-hmm. Google is suspiciously good at that kind of thing. 
so yeah uh, and then i my podcast is called probably science where we go through the week in science news with comedians you may want to start with the episode with carmen morales and brian vogel <laughs> that's right we did from a year or it two was ago. A fun, yeah it was a fun it was probably more than a year or two ago now i've lost track it was of time. probably science too so it was. <laughs> make sure you guys listen to probably science follow him at matt kershen yep mattkershen.com uh yeah although actually there's a project that my brain has stopped me from getting on with <laughs> i used to have uh my old managers had like some platform that they were partnered with that was like a sort of proto squarespace kind mm-hmm. of thing uh and then that has disappeared and with it my website and i have spent far too long dithering over sorting out a new one <laughs> so right now if you go to mattkershen.com there is fuck all there but you can find me on like facebook and and twitter and to a lesser extent instagram <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you so much for coming around. I had, I had, a, I had a good time. Uh, it was a good fun chat. It was enjoyable. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you uh, are subscribing and uh, tell people about us. Um, write a nice little review on the iTunes at no sir Pod at the Funny Carmen at Matt Kirshen. That's K-I-R-S-H-E-N. We, uh, we love you. We'll see you next week. No, sir, I don't like it. 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 No 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 sir, I don't like it. What the fuck is the fucking matter? I'm a stupid one. What the fuck is the fucking matter? What the fuck is the fucking matter? What the fuck is the fucking matter? I'm a stupid one. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No sir, I don't like it. I don't. No sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. What the fuck is the fucking matter? What are you stupid? What? 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 I don't like it.